Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. I want you to open your Bible, if you would, to uh, Matthew's Gospel, the 16th chapter. Matthew's Gospel, the 16th chapter. And um, thank you. Praise the Lord. You got anything else? Any food? I'm hungry. Amen. Matthew, the 16th chapter. And um, we started a mini series. You know, sometimes I don't know if it's going to be a series or not, but there, anytime you talk about anything uh, regarding our covenant with God, there's much to say in the Bible. And how many here with an uplift hand, you want to you understand the Bible more clearly for your life? Amen. The Bible calls that revelation knowledge. And we'll look that in, the, in, in, a, in a bit. So we've been kind of doing a mini series and we, we, we're calling it having eyes to see and ears to hear. Why? Because it's exactly what God, why he sent Jesus, exactly his, what's his plan was to bring heaven to earth, was to bring eternal life into the hearts of fallen humanity. And I love that scripture in Romans 10. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And uh, of course, now we're, I want to encourage every one of you to be here Wednesday night because we're, we're, uh, we're, we started last Wednesday night, didn't get very far, uh, but we started um, on discipleship, helping you, helping you in your uh, insight of God's word so that you can be the best you can be when it comes to sharing with other people, especially the believers. Can I have an amen? amen. So in Matthew 16, we're going to be, begin reading at verse 13, Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi. As he did, he asked his disciples, he said, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? Well, and they said, well, some say you're, you're John the Baptist. Uh, some are saying you're Elijah, and others are saying you're Jeremiah. Others are saying that you're Beelzebub, uh, the prince of devils. Some are saying that you're a glutton, that you're, you're, you're a, 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 an alcoholic. Some are saying you're, you're, you know, just all sorts of lies. You're just, all, you're, just uh, you're an evil man. And so, uh, and Jesus, of course, you know, hearing all this, he, he knew what was going on. But he says, who do you say that I am? And I, I love what Simon Peter answered and said, uh, you, thou art Christ, the word Christ means the anointed one, so we could read it that way. Thou art the anointed one, the son of the living God. Amen. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you. You didn't get this. This didn't come from your human intellect. It didn't come from here. It came from in here. It came from within your spirit. He says, he says, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, Peter, thou art Peter, and upon this rock, now, you know, Catholicism teaches that the rock was Peter, so upon Peter, he'll build the church. We don't want to, I don't want the church built on somebody who ran around cutting people's ears off. So it wasn't upon Peter, because Peter was just a man. And what made Peter great when he was great was the anointing of God's spirit on his life. That's what made Peter who he was. Amen. And so upon this rock or this revelation of who the anointed one is, upon that rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, the revelation knowledge of God's word. Can I have an amen? amen. Revelation is given for a reason. It's given to you so that, um, uh, so that you are equipped for whatever comes your way on a daily basis. 
So when God, I know people always travel from church to church or something, not here, not faith family, but there's people always traveling from church to church to get a word from God. And when God gives you a word, it's for a purpose. It, it is to inspire you, it's, it's to inspire you, it's to encourage you, it's to strengthen you, but it's for a, a greater purpose, and that's to equip you for whatever you're gonna face on Monday, whatever you're gonna face on Tuesday. And today, listen, as unstable as the world is today, there's no greater time in history that you prepare yourself to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. These are days of uh, 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 disillusion. This is a day of deception, a day of such unbelievable lying and cheating and all. I mean, it's evil days. And so what we want to do is make sure that we are equipped spiritually to conquer every one of them. Can I have an amen? We are, we are the light of the world, as God said in his word. So, uh, so let's... Uh, so, Jesus, verse 18, and I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Revelation knowledge, or the ability to see God's word, uh, and again, I, I just say it because it's true. Uh, we had um, um, Pasek, uh the rabbi here, uh, Pesach, Orthodox priest uh, here last, Pesach uh, Wolicki, last week. And, and he's an awesome blessing, a, a, a good friend. And, and, uh, but for some of you who don't know, he's, a, he's not a Messianic Jew. He's not born again. So what is really interesting is the, is the insight he receives in the, uh, from the Old Testament. I think it's intriguing. I think it's, it, it's inspiring. How many enjoyed him when he was here? <laughs> Amen. And he, he comes... He, we don't have him because he's born again. We have him in because he has a, he has a call from God to uh, endeavoring to bring Jews and Christians together. And so he's a great blessing. But everything he does, he approaches the word of God with his intellect. So it's really interesting what he can glean from the Old Testament that will actually, if we're listening, we can receive from and get blessed from. Can I have an amen? And we do. Amen. But when it comes to revelation knowledge, you have to, first of all, be born again. You have to be born of the Spirit. Uh, you have to be uh, changed on the inside. And then you have to be prepared in the Spirit to hear from God. There's Christians that come to church every Sunday um, uh, uh, that don't receive anything from God because they haven't prepared themselves. They have, not, they have not made the adjustments that are necessary to hear from God, and we'll see what those are in a few moments. So revelation knowledge is from the Holy Spirit, therefore is supernatural. It gives us the ability to discern, listen, and understand the mysteries of God's eternal will intertwined and interwoven within the framework of God's word, the Bible. Spiritual truths designed to transform your life into God's image and likeness. Revelation knowledge is given for an eternal purpose. It's God equipping every believer for their spiritual calling, and that is to be a light to the world. If you agree, say amen. 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 Knowing Christ and the power of his resurrection is what Paul prayed for, even though he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. His passion was to know Christ in a greater way. That was his call. He says, I have, you remember, uh, uh, Paul, uh, we'll find out in a moment, was Saul of Tarsus, and he, uh, he was a Jewish um, uh, Pharisee, um, highly intellectual, had a lot of degrees in his life, but he called all of those things but dung compared to the knowledge of God and his word. Amen. There's nothing like opening your Bible and seeing what God wants you to see Hearing what God wants you to hear 
so that you can do what God wants you to do. Can I have an amen? Very important. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, upon this rock of spiritual insight, I'll build my church. Last week, we talked a little bit about natural blindness. Natural blindness simply steals you uh, from the ability to see the natural beauty around you. Spiritual blindness, on the other hand, steals from you the ability to see the eternal truths of God's word, words designed to liberate your life, and in doing so, becoming Christ-like in every area of your life. Amen. I believe the world would have been changed years ago if the church would have been more diligent in, in wanting to become Christ-like. Amen. The only reason we have 250 churches in Sioux Falls, or how many there are, is, is because the church just simply have a tough time getting along. Amen. Not here at Faith Family, but I'm just saying. We wouldn't need as many churches if we just had people walk in unity and walk in faith and walk in love. Can I have an amen? That really is true. Now, Matthew, the 13th chapter. So, spiritual revelation is actually, it's amazing how God brings that truth to reality in the parable of the sower. And we read a little bit of this last week. We'll read it again, Matthew 13. Now, this is out of the message translation. Uh, just, just this part, because it's quite interesting on what, uh, how it's written. At about the same time, Jesus left the house and sat on the beach. In no time, a crowd had gathered along the shoreline, forcing him to get into a boat. Using it as a pulpit, he addressed his congregation, telling stories. The King James says parables. Parables are simply natural stories to reveal the spiritual truth. So what do you make of this? A farmer planted seed. And as he scattered the seeds, some of it fell on the road, and birds, uh, and birds ate it. Some fell in the gravel, it sprouted quickly, but didn't put down roots. So when the sun came up, it withered just as quickly. Some fell in the weeds, and as it came up, it was strangled by the weeds. And then some fell on good earth and produced a harvest beyond his wildest dreams. Now look at what he says. Are you listening? Are you really listening? Amen. I said this in the first service, but it's true. When you come to church, don't be playing games on your phone. You're, I'm, I'm just saying, don't, don't, or don't be, you know... Uh, listening to something else. You, you stay focused because literally God has a word for you. I said God has a word for you in every service that you attend. Amen. And your part is to open your heart up and, and receive what he has for you. Amen. Are you hearing, uh, Jesus was saying, are you hearing what the Spirit is saying? And then right in the center of this parable, Jesus talks about spiritual blindness. So the disciples asked him, why do you tell stories? And he replied, you've been given insight. You've been given something that those outside of the circle don't have. You've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Not everybody has this gift, this insight. It hasn't been given to them. Who is them? Them who haven't prepared their hearts to receive. All right? So let's go on. Whenever someone, watch this, verse 12. Whenever someone has a ready receptive heart. That's what the King James says. A receptive heart. Amplified, I believe. Receptive, receptivity. There is no readiness. Um, uh, excuse me. Uh, let me start over. Whenever someone has a ready receptive heart for this, the insights and understandings flow freely. Can you thank the Lord for that? Amen. Thank you, Father. But if there's no readiness, now that's, that's the part of the hearer. If there's no readiness, any trace of receptivity soon disappears. Amen. I mean, you can, get in a service, you can sit in a service and God says something and it completely goes over your head because you were not prepared to hear it. Or when it was said, it, didn't, it went against the grain of your religious ideology. 
Amen. And so you rejected it rather than received it. Now, this is true, and it's just a simple saying uh, I've said for years. I said, if you, are, if you are teachable, you're reachable. Amen. We have never, all these years, and I praise God for it, and I say it with a reverential fear and, and with humility. We have never tried to pull the scriptures out of the Bible to make, try to make them say something that fits our culture. We, we started the Bible in, in context, and by doing so, we can receive the revelation of what God has in that very uh, portion of scripture. Amen. So you stay on course. Let's go on. So that's why I tell stories. To create readiness to nudge the people toward receptive insight. Now in their present state, and I added this part because this is what he's talking about in the parable of the sower. In their present state with hearts that are hard and obstinate, spiritually shallow, or crowded with weeds of worldliness, they can stare, stare till doomsday and not see it. Listen till they're blue in the face and not get it. And I don't want Isaiah's forecast to be repeated all over again. Your ears are open, but you don't hear a thing. Your eyes are awake, but you don't see a thing. That's in Isaiah, the sixth chapter. The people are blockheads. This is what the message Bible says. <laughs> I know it's funny. They stick their fingers in their, they stick their fingers in their ears. Amen. And uh, uh, so they don't have to listen. They screw their eyes shut so they won't have to look, so they won't have to deal with me face to face and let me heal them. Amen. I said, Amen. See, it's kind of like this, you know, I shared Wednesday night, and uh, a great opportunity for you to receive that word into your heart, and I shared because I felt compelled, and I know it was the Holy Spirit, uh, I felt compelled in my heart to share a little bit about the spirit of serving, how important serving is, and how valuable it is, and how that it's a calling that you got from God, you have giftings and talents, and you're to use them in the local church body, if you agree, say Amen. And when I was sharing that, I was, and I even addressed the fact that it's true. You may have been in this church, and a lot of you have been in church with us for many, many years, and we're so appreciative for that. But uh, even a lot of people that have been here a long time just quit serving. Maybe they thought, you know, they, they gave their four years of military service, and, and, and so it's over. No, you, you, you serve God till Jesus comes. Amen. There's no retirement in, in the spiritual things of God. And so by serving, you're not only allowing God to use you with your gifts and talents, amen, I said amen, <clears throat> but you benefit everyone that you're ministering to, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now, if, if, now, if you don't like that, you, you're the one that stick your fingers in your ears, you're the one that screws your eyes tight, you know, or we talk about giving, we talk about the tithes and offerings, and people put their fingers in their ears because they don't tithe and give offerings, and they don't want to hear what you have to say. They're not doing that, but they're doing that, amen, through their disobedience. And so we have to learn how to hear what the Spirit is saying and then do what the Spirit is saying. Can I have an amen to that? It's very important for your life, um, uh, for the quality of life that you want to live. So now turn to Luke, the fifth chapter, Luke 5. We're going to read a little bit out of the King James. Praise the Lord. We're talking about spiritual revelation. We're talking about seeing through the eyes of God, seeing the Word of God. Uh, seeing it as God would want us to see it in regards to our personal lives. Isn't that something how there can be, and there is today, there can be every level of spirituality in this church with every kind of need in this church and God can speak and address every one of them with the same message. That's God. Isn't that cool? I mean, literally, I've had people come to me after service and say, Pastor, when you said that, and I know I didn't say it. 
but they heard the Spirit say to them. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, it's just awesome how God can instruct us if we're open and teachable. He will literally talk to us and change us because he cares about every aspect of our life. I said this Wednesday night. I said, the last few months, I've been <clears throat> practicing all by myself, uh, developing an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I mean, I mean, it's been so sweet because I've heard his voice more in, in the last three months than I've heard in the 50 years I've been serving him. Because, listen to me about the Holy Spirit. He cares about every tiny thing in your life. Amen. And the Lord reminded me of this. He said, uh, raising children. When you're raising children, it's, uh, you know, uh, you know we didn't, that's why Vicki, she got into the Bible and studied about raising children and uh, about discipline and all this stuff. Because there were any, I don't, if there were any books, we hadn't found them about raising children. And so, therefore, we were able to do our best to raise their children, to have a reverential fear of the Lord and serve God. And, uh, and all three of them do. And, uh, and, we're, and, and we're grateful. But what happens, you pour your life into the, your children and then, uh, now listen to me, I'm making a point here, and then they grow up. And as they grow up, they get busy with their families. Can I have an amen? And they get involved in their families. And all of a sudden, father and mother are, are quite secondary or thirdly or whatever in their lives. And, and so they don't call you. You know, they don't call you and tell you they love them. They don't call you and tell you that they're valuable. And that's exactly the way the Heavenly Father is. He so desires us to be in fellowship with Him and not lose that because we get so busy with life that we forget who He is. We forget about Daddy. And, and what the Lord showed me here a few weeks ago, a few months ago, has been just beautiful, is that he wants, the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in every tiny thing of your life. He does. And so he's been speaking to me so much, and I believe with all my heart that it, 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 it's what Paul was addressing in 1 Corinthians 2nd uh, chapter when he said that we have the mind of Christ. Uh, the mind of Christ is the Holy Ghost in us. It's the Spirit. And when we learn to listen to him, I mean, he, he's, he just keeps telling me things constantly, uh, reminding me of things i got to do. you got to go do this. you got to take that. I mean, constantly. And, I, and every time he does it, oh, sir, thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit, that's so cool. Because I know it's him. I know it's him. And that's what God wants. He wants this relationship with us. Desires it. He longs for it. Every day of your life, don't forget about your daddy. Don't forget about your heavenly father. He cares about every aspect of your life and wants to be involved, and that's why he sent the Holy Spirit into your life so that you could have a friend with you each, each and every day, every hour of every day. Can you shout hallelujah? And I mean that. He's really awesome. Hallelujah. All right, Luke 5. Let's share one story here. We're talking about revelation knowledge. Verse... 17, and it came to pass on a certain day as Jesus was teaching. Now, remember now, uh, just to throw this at you, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So he is, he's teaching and, and, and faith is present. Amen. Okay. And uh, the Bible says, as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and doctors of the law. Pharisees were, again, like Saul, they, had, they were educated, they, they memorized the Torah, they knew all the scriptures mentally, but didn't know them spiritually, okay? So they're sitting by the, watch, they're sitting by the way, uh, uh, they're, 
uh, sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Now, I want you to get this. This is important. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Amen. Did you catch that? So, obviously, they needed healing. Work with me a little bit. How are you awake out there? So, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. But the word present is italicized. It wasn't in the original Greek. So, here's, what it, how, here's how it really reads. And, and the power of the Lord was to heal them. Isn't that good? And the power of the Lord was to heal them. Amen. And behold, men brought in a bed which was taken, in a bed, a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find a way, I just, I, these, you talk about four faithful friends. Amen. Amen. I mean, their faith is what Jesus recognized. The man was laying there paralyzed. And I've said this through the years, and I believe it's true, that when, you're, when you pray for other people, you're the one that has the faith for them. Because a lot of times, how many agree when you're going through something, it's hard to have faith? I mean, it's a battle in your mind. But somebody can connect with you, join their faith with you, and you can rest in their faith, praise God, that God's going to heal you or set you free, whatever. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. See, the reason I think that we don't see the miracles that we want is because we're not praying for people. Okay. It's way more louder on this side. That's because we're we're not praying for people. Because if we pray for people, I believe God would honor his word. See, God's not like us. He doesn't say, I was just kidding. No, he'll heal people. Set them free. Hallelujah. Now let's go on. And the Bible says, when they had, uh, where am I at? Okay. And, okay, thank you. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. You talk about fortitude. You talk about people who believed that if they could just get this paralyzed man into Jesus' presence, He'd be healed. And the Bible says, when he, and the Bible says, and when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the man, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaks blasphemies? Whom only who can forgive sins but God alone? Amen. So you can see here that that um, the Bible says they begin to reason within. I mean, they were talking, but they weren't speaking. Jesus still heard them. Isn't that amazing? They never said a word. They were just simply judging the situation with their critical hearts, and Jesus heard every word they weren't saying. That's the same with us. You can sit in church, you can get offended, but God knows exactly what you're saying. Amen. He does. That's why we can grieve him easily. And I said that last week. I don't want to grieve the Holy Ghost. I want to give him free access into my life. Hallelujah. You know why? Because I need him every second of every moment of every hour of every day. Can I have an amen? He is an awesome friend. Praise God. Amen. So the Bible says, who can forgive sins but God alone? Well, they were right there because God was standing right in front of them. Amen. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, what reason ye in your hearts? What, now watch this. Now he's talking to them because I don't want you to get this wrong. This is, uh, he, he says, whether it's easier to say 
thy sins be forgiven thee. And then he looked at the paralytic guy and or to say, rise up and walk. Oh, but that ye, talking to the Pharisees, that you may know that the son of man hath power upon earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, rise up, take up thy couch, go into thine house. And immediately he rose up and took up uh, wherein he laid and departed to his own house, glorifying God. Now listen, what's so powerful about this is right there, right in that manifested uh, power, miracle, raising up a man who was paralyzed. At that very moment, these guys just said, oh, this is amazing. You mean I can be forgiven of my sins just like this man was healed from paralysis. See, but they didn't do it because their hearts weren't right. They hadn't prepared themselves. God is so cool. I mean, Jesus is so awesome to use this to get their attention. Because he was simply trying to tell them, I want you to know, I have the power to change your life if you want your life to be changed. And what's so beautiful about it, that man walked home completely liberated and set free. And those Pharisees left unchanged and still in chains spiritually. That's why, I gotta close here, that's why it's all about Preparedness. So I've got to read this really quick, and then, then we'll close. It's, uh, I'm going to back to Mark, the fourth chapter, and let me, let me rhyme this. We may teach one more session on this. We'll see. This is Mark 4, verse 12, because it's the parable of the sower, but he says some, a few things a little bit different. Verse 12, these people, Jesus said, whose eyes are open but don't see a thing, whose ears are open but don't understand a word, who avoid making an about face and and getting forgiven. He continued, do you see how this story works? All my stories work this way. Now he starts. What stories he use? The parable of the sower. The farmer plants the word. And where does he plant it? Now listen, he plants it in four different environments of soil. Let's read on. Some people, some people, are like the seed that falls on the hardened soil of the road. No sooner do they hear the word than Satan snatches away what's been planted in them. Some are like the seed that lands in the gravel. When they first hear the word, they respond with great enthusiasm. In my side reference of my Bible, the first Bible uh, the, where Satan comes on the hard ground and steals the word, that's called an indifferent hearer. An indifferent person is somebody, uh, some, someone who just doesn't, is not interested in what you have to say. They've closed their minds, they already know, they're full of pride. And they're not open to divine instruction. The second ones are called emotional hearers. They hear the word of God and they receive it, the Bible says, with great enthusiasm. Verse 17. But there is such shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. They're right back to their same old complaining, murmuring, criticalness, and so on. Then the seed cast into the weeds represents those who hear the kingdom news but are overwhelmed with worries about all the things they have to do, all the things they want to get, all the things they have to do, all the things they want to get, all the things they have to do, all the things they want to get. Does that sound like 21st century? Amen. See, nothing's changed. In all the world. But God's word hasn't changed <laughs> either. Praise the Lord. The stress, the Bible says, strangles what they heard and nothing comes of it. But the seed planted in the good earth represents those who hear the word, embrace it, and produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. Somebody shout hallelujah. So you can see now. You can see out of four 
environments of soil, only one produced a harvest. And in that, and in that, yes, there was 100, and then 60 and 30, all depending how diligent the steward was. And see, that's what Christianity is. You are stewarding. You're the manager of your own heart. You are. You're the manager of your own thoughts. You're the manager of your own words. And the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you know, that's why, you know, I, I stopped listening. I, couldn't, I could not afford to listen to news. I mean, I'm just telling maybe you can, but I couldn't. Because out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth would speak. What would it speak? Fear. We got to stay in the word of God and speak faith. Can I have an amen? I'm serious. Because God's going to, you think God is surprised about what's going on in America? You think he got caught off guard? No, we trust God. God is our savior. I said, God is our provider. Amen. Amen. He's going to take care of us. I remember years ago, uh, Fred Price, he's in heaven now. And uh, he, years ago, back in the, back in the um, 70s, he says, we went on strike. I, I, I owned a trucking company, Mayflower Franchise. And we went on strike when gas went to 85 cents a gallon. No, a nationwide strike. We shut down every truck in the United States because it went to 85 cents. And I, and I remember before that, Fred Price says, I don't care if gas gets to 70 cents a gallon. We're going to trust God. Oh, I wish it was 70 cents a gallon. <laughs> but it doesn't change the word of God. It doesn't change the power of God, the promise of God. Your gas may get to five bucks a gallon, but God will provide. Come on, God will provide. I don't want that, but he'll provide. But you better prepared. Be prepared. Amen. So for whatever happens. So out of all these, out of all these hearts, these four hearts, only one was prepared to receive the word of God and produce a harvest from it. Amen. Only one. Donna's good to have you here. Praise God. Amen. To receive the word of God to receive the truth of God in your, in, your, in your life. I want you to bow your head. I want to pray for you today and we'll close. And uh, you can come up, if, um, musicians, if you would, please. Last week, and I'll just close this because of what John the Baptist preached. John the Baptist, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't um, alive very long. Yeah, he, I believe they said his ministry only lasted nine months. And then he, he was... Um, he was uh, beheaded and um but his message was this prepare ye the way of the lord make his path straight prepare ye the way of the lord that was his message now he was of course preaching you know to the jews you know prepare and hey there were three thousand jews on the day of pentecost that prepared prepared themselves for the lord would you agree prepare prepare amen prepare ye the way of the lord amen so that's you today. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with in your life, the word of God has the answers and the spirit of God will show those things to you. Amen. He really will. But you have to prepare your heart. How do you prepare it? You've, well, what, what, what's standing between you? What's standing between you today and, and, and um, in God's word? I mean, what are you being challenged with? Have you gone to the Word of God? Have you found the scriptures that will, where the Holy Spirit can say, this is the answer right here? 
it's amazing how God gave us his word. And I said this last couple weeks ago, you know, I didn't add something. Pastor Vicky reminded me. The Old Testament teaches us about a family out of Abraham to which Christ would come through that uh, was their history, uh, ups and downs of life and how when they trusted God, their lives were blessed. But when they uh, rebelled against God, uh, the fruit of their rebellion manifested in heartache, uh, in, in, in lack. It's, it's just God was not the author of that. They were the author. Their choices were the author of that. If you agree, say amen. But God gave us Proverbs and he gave us Psalms that inspire us. They're absolutely awesome. The Proverbs is one for every day of the month. So God could give you the wisdom you need, the insight that you need for whatever you're facing in life. Amen. And then, of course, the Gospels. You learn about the precious life of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, and you go into the epistles where you learn about how to live as a Christian. So all these are important, all of them. Amen. But the, the thing you cannot do on a daily basis is allow the effects of this world to get on you from fear to offense, unforgiveness, envy, jealousy, strife. You can't allow those things to get inside of you and begin to grow because they'll choke out the character of God from your life. Amen. They'll choke the very things out of your life that you need. And so that, that, all, all this every day of your life, you get up and judge your heart. Every day when you get up, say, Lord, open my heart to you. I'm, I'm asking you to show me the things, the show me the things, God, I need to correct, that I need to change, that I need to do. Open up the eyes of my understanding so I can see what you're, see what you're saying, hear what you're saying, so that I can do what you're saying. If you'll do that every day, God will respond to you by his spirit. And he will guide you. He'll take you to his word. He'll send someone else across your pathway to speak to you. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand. I'm going to pray for you today. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.